Wonder about the future and how you'll be working and learning? Welcome to You in 2042, the future of work, with your host, Danielle Wallace. Hello and welcome to You in 2042, the future of work. Joining me today is Juan. Hello, so my name is Juan Naranjo. I work for a telecommunications company in Canada, and um, I do design and development for the organization. And the focus is very, very strong on next-gen learning. And with next-gen learning, that is so cool because when we look back from the past until now, there's been so much change in learning and development. When I think about the next generation of learning, it's exciting to think what the next couple decades may bring us. What do you think that might be? Well, definitely the big thing that will be influencing learning and development in the next uh, few years, it's the evolution of artificial intelligence and how it will change the way we work, how we're going to integrate artificial intelligence in the flow of everything we do, and how we're going to become um, designers who are assisted by different tools in a more um, interactive way than was ever known before. Our capabilities for accessing information, for accessing types of solutions, for creating assets in record time uh, will be there. And it's a very exciting time. It is. With that design-assisted future world and AI the flow of learning, there also becomes impacts and benefits to things such as meta-learning and ultra-personalized learning. What do you think the impacts of those are on learning and development? I think the capabilities of artificial intelligence will be particularly big for those two areas. So the meta-learning piece is that infrastructure that is invisible, that we don't see, that is behind the actual stuff you're learning. So how neural networks are pushing content to you, how you are going to get to choose without sometimes even knowing it, uh, what you're interested in and what you're going to develop. So this artificial intelligence, neural networks, et cetera, will provide you with insights, will help you make choices in terms of career and will make it easier for you to evolve and discover your talent. So that's that's something that is very interesting. There are many market solutions that are getting this for people, specifically learning experience platforms that are leveraging very capable artificial intelligence engines. So that's in terms of the meta-learning. The ultra-personalization is linked to it, and it's how the system will start knowing you better and will be able to read through all the information you access through interactions with other AI solutions. Like for example, if you happen to have a personal assistant who provides you with coaching and advice that is AI powered, they will be able to interact with these meta learning tools and these ways of creating ultra personalized solutions and will help you develop a career path and a discovery route that will help you be better at your work. That's what I kind of see will be happening in the, in the near future. I don't think it's too far away from us. That's exciting. So if this is in the near future, can you tell us a little bit more, maybe with an example, of how meta-learning can help push 
information when we don't even necessarily as a learner know it. So that's, it feels so seamless and so intuitive. Oh, totally. Yeah, so there are kind of two layers where this could happen. The layer number one, let's say, is the more pragmatic one at your organization. So your organization strategically decides, oh, we need to get into a specific area, let's say healthcare supported by technology. And I'm just making this up. And we wanted to develop people's talent to achieve this. Basically, the company will have a learning experience platform that will start serving people content uh, in those areas. And then as people take content and the platform gives them opportunities for in-the-job learning, for participating in projects, and also actual courses on these topics, people will be naturally putting themselves forward as the future talent that the company will need. So that's one case in which you kind of passively or actively can self-select yourself for taking care of certain area within the organization, certain technology areas, or a new specific topic that the organization is interested in developing. So that's, that's at the cool. organization level. There's a second point that is more at the general level. So in your life as a professional, you will probably be able to bring with you uh, the information in the platform and share it with other artificial intelligence solutions that you may be using. So as I mentioned, there is some personal assistants that are actually coming in the market. There's a company called Inflection. They have an, an assistant called Pi. And like the whole mission of it is providing coaching. So when you start connecting these tools, the tool have enough information about you to advise you. And you'll have like a partner that you'll have you'll be able to have discussions with that is on top of the humans and people in your life who, who will provide you advice. But this one will have a little bit of an advantage in the sense that knows a lot about you. So when well used, it could help you make professional decisions and prioritize certain areas for development. And so that's kind of what you look in your personal life through personal assistance and learning experience platforms that combined will help you make career decisions. That's really interesting. And with the personal assistant example, I can see how it would objectively be able to provide some insights and recommendations in a very objective basis, given it's actually non-human, and it can be able to mine the data that it's provided to share something maybe that would be a bit more unique or just different than what their the analogous human counterpart of that would be. It's, it's mind-blowing. So, and again, I think the success will be the combination of the human coaches and friends you have who see things that are very human in you. And then the advantage of having this coach and advisor that is an artificial intelligence that sees things that no human can see. One of the strengths of neural networks is that they can detect patterns that are invisible to humans and connections that, well, technically will have a lot of trouble seeing and that can, can be seen only through data. So making those conspicuous will be helpful for you in terms of making your professional decisions or will be helpful for you in terms of making your job decisions at certain at certain points. So that's that's very exciting. Obviously, we have all the 
potential misuses that this could, this could have, which could be an entire podcast in itself, making sure that, well, these artificial intelligence solutions are uh, driven in an ethical way with respect of uh, personal information, with respect to basically they're you know, trying to brainwash you or something like that. So it's very important to have that balance too. But the potential of this for human growth is unbelievable. There is so much potential. And it's interesting how you bring up the counterbalance, which is so important, all the ethical considerations. And I do love how this conversation, though, can explore the what ifs, the what is possible, while still being weighted down and being mindful of the ethical and governance that's needed for this. But I like that our conversation can still move forward. We can still talk about all the things that are possible without some added fears to this. Totally. And then within these implications then for this AI-assisted learning, what might that have as an effect on learning and development? The effect will be huge. It's been huge. Like we're feeling it currently in the way we work. The first thing that AI is doing is making instructional designers more agile in terms of having an additional help to do a lot of tasks that before were either impossible or will take a long time. I will give you just an example, text to voice. We had a big struggle before with producing voiceovers. And sometimes because of budgetary reasons, it's very difficult to put a voiceover on every WT. And sometimes you have a video asset and you want to have it in another language, but it's a total challenge to do that. In the case of Canada, we want everything to be in French Canadian or everything that we have in French, we want to be able to have the same thing in English. And that was a really big challenge. You had to hire a studio to do the voiceover and there were situations with you don't get the same actor. So you have to, instead of kind of editing a little bit of the video, you have to repeat the whole thing, et cetera, et cetera. Those things are for us in the past. Now we use text to voice neural network. And then what happens is we can produce uh, voiceovers for every single asset that we need to have voiceover for at a fraction of the cost. So, and I'm talking at a fraction, like a fraction, like putting voiceovers on all the assets that we needed to have voiceovers would have been like half a million dollars to do that. So obviously it's a little bit out of reach. And now we can do it with just a few thousand dollars, which is totally doable. Yeah, that's so true. There just wasn't the means in the past. And as you mentioned, it would affect the decisions you'd make up front. And that's just one example, I guess, of this how AI is helping us. That's just a tiny example. From the perspective of the learner, I have another one that we love is how we're making bots a reality for learning. So the dream of learning is having an effective just-in-time um, solution. Just-in-time is critical because you can learn in the flow of work or in the flow of whatever you're doing, which adds to learning in context. So you're more likely to later, later on remember it. And that was always a challenge. And now with the chatbots, and if the chatbots can be reinforced with large language models, that immediate response at the moment of need is happening. And it, we don't have it fully deployed right now, but we're doing some tests and it's very promising because we didn't have this before. So a person in onboarding can ask any question about anything in the company that 
could come to mind, and it will go to the right repositories and get that answer for the individual. That's lovely. And that's something that before it will take hours to get a response, you will have an instructor that will read the emails later on. And then by the time the instructor responded to your question, you probably even forgot that what was the context of your question or why you needed it. And that's something that is a question of the past. So that's also very promising. That's from the learner's perspective, not the designer's perspective. That's a great example. And it goes to show how we can create better learning experiences with technology. This is something that we can truly harness. Juan, is there anything that I didn't touch upon that you'd like me to discuss further? Something that is my passion is innovation. And in learning and development, we do innovation, but it would be great to have a more global commitment toward toward innovation and taking risks. I think our industry, it's hungry for it. I think people want to do it, but there's a little bit of a fear factor there. Some people feel intimidated by technology, but I think it's very important to leverage technology and have a growth mentality toward it. In terms of the industry, I think that's something that we could do better. Um, I think we have huge potential and we probably need to be more firmer in terms of the commitment with it and making sure that we can use the latest technologies and use them thinking on the latest and the proven approaches of cognitive science to make what we create very relevant for everyone. So that's, I think, a rallying cry for all our listeners, this commitment to innovation. I echo that one. I see us having an eight-year time lag between marketing versus learning and development. And I echo that growth mindset is needed within learning and development. So we're not afraid of technology and we're able to harness this growth potential and truly deliver the best learning experiences. I totally agree with you. I couldn't be more in agreement. It's something that culturally will be very beneficial if you get better at it. And I agree with you in marketing and in other industries, innovation turns around very quickly. Indeed. So maybe that's our next steps for everybody listening is to research and try out a new technology or maybe to follow yourself, Juan, and some of the great articles that you've written. Is there anywhere that people should be connecting with you online or on different publications? Oh, absolutely. You can reach out to me through uh, LinkedIn. I post there my articles and um, any insights that I come across or any new technology that I come across, and I'll be very happy to interact with anyone who has a passion and an interest about learning, about technology, about science. Thank you so much for your time and these insightful discussions. Thank you for inviting me. I have a blast and I love chatting with you. Thank you for being a part of the future. Subscribe now to stay current.